0: Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. And thanks for coming back and joining me again as we continue the Popcorn Finance Side Hustle series. And today I'm excited because I have a very special guest joining me. Uh, It's special because she was actually the very first guest on the podcast and that's Jamila Souffrant. She's the creator and founder of Journey to Launch and also the host of the amazing Journey to Launch podcast. How's it going, Jamila?
1: Hey, Chris, thanks for having me back.
0: It was great to have you back on again. And, you know, before we we jump into anything, I just want to say thanks again, because Jamila was, I think, a big part of me even continuing with the podcast. She's been very helpful. Uh, you invited me to come out to podcast movement where I got, I think that was like the spark to make me continue to keep going with this thing and really give it a try. So I just want to say again, appreciate all the help and support you've been as I've been trying to get this thing going.
1: No problem. And and FinCon too, right? Like you, I convinced you to come to FinCon. I I
0: was, (laughs) you know, I was so close to not going and I I think that would have been a big mistake not going. So I appreciate that, that push.
1: (laughs) Yeah, of course.
0: And you know, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to have you join me on here, uh, because while we're talking about side hustles is there are a lot of different angles of side hustles a lot of different experiences people have and some of them go exactly as planned sometimes you run into some some bumps and they don't go exactly how you think they will and, and so first to start off, you know I want to ask you how many side hustles have you personally tried out?
1: you know I'd say a few so if you're counting still journey to launch as a side hustle <laughs> um, I'd say maybe like three three or four if I can remember properly.
0: Therefore, that's a good amount. I think there's more than most people because I think a lot of people don't even try one. So yeah, <laughs> I think it's a good amount. I remember you talking about one of them in particular on, I think it was on your on your podcast during the launch. And you mentioned that you had actually done um, like vending machines. You had purchased vending machines and you had placed them around and you were going to give that a try as a, as a new way to bring in some extra income. And I remember you mentioning that it didn't necessarily... Go exactly how you planned. And so I want to know if you could first just kind of start off by telling us about the experience and uh, how you got the idea to give that a try and kind of, you know, what you saw once you you jumped in.
1: Sure. So I would say uh, I was looking for a quote unquote passive, like side hustle or what I thought would be passive. And I had some money to invest. And it was actually, I was looking at either buying real estate outside of New York. I live in New York. And so I was thinking about buying a rental property in like Baltimore or DC or vending machines. And the reason why I thought of vending machines was I just started researching like passive income or side hustles that you can do while still working. I was working full time and vending machines came up a lot. And I just started doing my research and I saw the good and bad about vending machines that you know, if you get the right, vending machine at the right price. And if you put it in a location, so location is everything when it comes to vending machines that it can be very profitable. And then, you know, you can only fill it, you, you need to only go fill it once a week maybe. And it's really just a matter of the location. So did some research and I, I came across this company that was doing or giving vending machines, but it was healthy vending machines. So there was a, it was just a angle that I really liked because I. Was into health a lot. I still am, but I was, you know, really health conscious. And I thought, oh, this would be perfect. Like it's a healthy vending machine. And the thing about it is, so with this company, they would sell you like the latest machines they had, and they were they had credit card readers and all these new technology at the time. And then it had like the healthy vending logo, and it was very bright. And so I like after a few months of doing some research, really was like, okay, I think this might be it. And I went ahead and I purchased three of them. So they had like a deal where, you know, depending, you could buy three, five, ten, and whatever package. So I was like, let me be conservative. Which I, <laughs> looking back, I would never do that now. But um, I, I was like, let me purchase this three to see how it works. And they also had a thing where they would help you, or they said they would help you get locations. And being in New York, it's such like a diverse and wide market. I was like, I'm surely I'd be able to like place it somewhere. Like you know, whether that is. Hotel or an office building, you know, I was pretty optimistic that we, we, meaning my husband and I, could place them. And so went ahead purchased the machines at a ridiculous price. So I think where I went wrong with everything was I like I I paid too much for the machines Uh. because, you know, you could typically like buy vending machines for a couple hundred dollars, but they're older. You just need to know how to fix them or have a tech. To fix them or maybe a, even just a couple of thousand. I ended up spending probably per machine. Like I'm almost, I almost hate saying the number because <laughs> if I had that kind of money now, like how much like what I could do with it is just so, but I ended up spending maybe like 6,000 per machine, which is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> oh, it was a nice machine though, right? <laughs>
1: Well, it was probably like six or seven. There was extra cost too. It was very nice. That's the thing. It was very flashy, very nice. They were new and there were warranties on it. So that helped me feel a little safe too in terms of, okay, even if something breaks, there's there's parts guarantee. Like this is a company that's been around. I did research that they had good reviews. And then there were people actually making money using this model, this like machine model and paying that price point. But um, so I ended up paying for the three machines. It all came up. It was like a little over. It was like twenty something thousand dollars. Again, ridiculous. And <laughs> I, the good thing about it is, so when I first started, they actually the place that I bought it from helped my husband and I place two machines in a hotel in the city. Oh, okay. So that was really good. We thought we thought that was a really good thing.
0: Oh, I, I thought it was good too when you said that. I was like, "Oh, that's great, right?"
1: <laughs> right. So, we were excited. We were like, "Oh, wow, we just got these machines and we already have somewhere to place them." And so the place in the city, it was in it was in Times Square. It was a hotel. And so again, all that sounds lovely except for we live in Brooklyn. Deeper in Brooklyn where it's not like we live close to the bridge where it would like it takes us probably, I don't know, at the time like maybe forty to minutes to an hour just to get to Times Square. Oh wow yeah. that's that's where it was. And so and the place wanted two machines like next to each other, which didn't make sense because we we're like, why do you want it next to each other? Why don't you like spread it out? Yeah, but exactly. okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were so excited and just like green to the whole idea that we said, okay. And so we placed the two machines there and it was actually going pretty okay. And then the hotel itself, the management, they just they they were not easy to work with. They started to put restrictions on when we could fill the machine. And like they started to say, oh, you can only come in the day, but we both worked. So the best time to come was at night. And so that started to become a pain. And the fact that it was in Times Square and there was like really no parking, it was really just not the best situation. So it ended up not working out. And so we had to remove the machines and pay for it at that to be removed and be put back into storage. So it's becoming really stressful. Just being in Times Square, so we said to ourselves, all right, we, we don't want a location in the city. We have to find somewhere in Brooklyn or closer that's easier to get to. And the cost, we had to pay for the machines to get picked up, and then we had to pay for it to go back in storage. So while at first everything was looking up, it started to be like, okay, this is definitely more intense and expensive than we thought. And so that was like our kind of first experience. And so our machines, all three of them, they were in storage. And then I started to just hustle and try to find other locations for them. Cause I was convinced, I was like, I'm not going to fail at this. I'm going to at least make my money back, you know, like that worst case scenario. So I started calling around and we actually got a lead. Like, so I was able to put the machine at the largest hotel in Brooklyn. So downtown Brooklyn Marriott. And like, I just called and I pitched them and they were very interested. And so the idea was, you know, you come in, you, we had our location by the gym, which was like the most trafficked area because people were like worked out and went to the pool and we were able to put one machine there. And that one machine did so well. And we were there for about, I'd say a year and a half where we had this one machine And that machine paid for itself. It was making money. My husband would go fill it up every week and it was doing really well, but we could not place the other two machines. Uh. So that's kind of where we were paying for storage for the other two machines, which wasn't a lot a month, but it was adding up. You know, I called around, tried to get it in other hotels, but it just, nothing was working. And then as time went on with the machine at the Brooklyn Marriott, it just, it started to break down a lot because as, These things happen. People are using it a lot. So the parts start to get worn out and you need to replace it. So that became another hassle because if some, if it did break, you know, we get a call late at night, then my husband, who's not too versed technically in that area would have to go and try and figure it out or call the vending machine company for them to walk him through how to fix it. So it was just a lot of work after a while. And while the, you know, machine was still making money, it just, it, it was just overwhelming. It was just a lot. We realized probably, you know, at two years in that, okay, this is not something we want to keep doing. So we, we, we basically just decided to exit and try to sell them. And we did, we ended up selling them. Um, We sold the two in storage at like a, at a loss. Um, And then we sold the one in place. We worked out a deal where we found someone to take it over While it was still at the Marriott. So that was good because we didn't have to move it. And the person was excited to come in and service it. They had more time, they had more technical knowledge, so it worked out for them. So all in all, like that side hustle to me was like the most expensive um, (laughs) of the side hustles that I've tried. And, you know, sometimes I would look back at it and say, wow, like, you know, if you just you could have used that money for so many other things, especially now, knowing what I know now about finances and investing. And even when I think about journey to launch, if I had that much money to invest (laughs) in journey to launch, you know, it's so, but I try not to like harp on it or look back on it and regret it too much because we did learn a lot and it was a, a very transformative experience for us.
0: Yeah. Cause it sounds like, you know, you have this like hustling spirit about you and, you know, it was just maybe one that just didn't work out or didn't fit you know what you two were looking for, or your life at the time, and so you know it just was maybe one of those things where you try it, and then you know you kind of learn from it and move on to the next one. I guess it was, it was exactly what you did. You've you moved on to, to other things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's and and that's kind of like just how I look at everything. It's you know I call it like failing forward, meaning like you know you're going to fail at things. Not everything's going to work, but it's what you learn from it.
0: For for people out there who are you know thinking about trying out a side hustle or, you know, they're the uncertain and, you know, maybe I think that crosses everyone's mind is, you know, maybe it's not going to work out. Do you have any advice for them or anything you gain from this that would be helpful for someone who's maybe considering trying a side hustle? You know, whatever, whatever that may be for you, whatever, whatever comes to mind.
1: I say you, you should know yourself. So the same hustling spirit that you kind of said, you know, you could see that I have, I think it's good and it's bad because I am the kind of person where if I do set my mind to something, I just want to act you know, I want to act on it before I change my mind, before I hesitate. Like I'm one of those people where it's just like, all right, if I set my sights on something, I just want to go after it. So that's good. And that's bad because sometimes you do need to take your time. And while I did research the vending machine company and the vending machines itself, I probably should have taken a a bit more time to think it through, even if it would a year like that was a lot of money to invest in something so i would say depending on the level of investment that you need to put into a side hustle think about it do your research talk to other people which i actually did i talked to all the vending machine people and you know they were they seem to be doing really well with it but again it's about your research and I would recommend not necessarily going into an expensive side hustle like the way I did, you know, try to start low cost side hustles and test the market, test the idea first before you put so much money behind it. So perhaps maybe if we did start out with a, maybe a more used machine or just one machine where we place it somewhere um, where it wouldn't have been so much of a hassle to, to upkeep or to... Get to, you know, just one machine. Then maybe that would have tested it out. Maybe we would have spent like $2,000 on that one machine. We could have figured out, okay, this is for us, or it's not, you know, before we made the mistake or the investment of so much more money. So, see if you can test a market, an idea out first by using just a little bit of money or no money before you jump in headfirst. Oh,
0: no, I I like that. I I think that's that's a good tip too. And, you know, it was funny when you were mentioning that, you know, you said you like to jump in and, you know, go, go all in before you change your mind. I I like hearing that perspective because I'm like on the opposite side where I'll just never do anything because I'll sit there and think about it for (laughs) forever and then I never actually take action. I'm like regretting that. (laughs) I never never actually did anything. So it's always, I always like hearing like different perspectives because, you know, we all approach these things different ways and, you know, no no one way is, Good or bad, it's just, you know, whatever works for you, type of thing. So well,
1: and that's and that's the thing about knowing yourself because I see that part of my personality in other areas where, you know, maybe if something happens or I get an email or it's where something I like, I I have the urge to say something or to respond right away. And it's kinda like, okay, no, just relax, think about it. (laughs) And, And knowing yourself, knowing your personality, maybe you should give it some time, right? So it's really also I think side hustling, entrepreneurship is about really understanding your trigger points, who you are, like the kind of decisions you make under pressure, or if you're making them from a more informed, solid, calm place, are things you all need. To, like you need to know about yourself because if you don't understand that, you can rush in, make mistakes, or you know the complete opposite. Maybe you are someone who never makes a move, so you do miss out on a lot of opportunities, even if it's not even a high risk one. So it's just thinking about okay. What is it? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And how can I use it to my benefit in this business?
0: I think that's a great statement to end on there because I think it's really important to, to know yourself and you use that to find the side hustle that's going to fit you and your in your lifestyle. And so Jamila, before we go, where can people learn more about you and, and what it is that you're doing?
1: Sure. So if you want to learn more about me, you can go to journeytolaunch.com. That's my platform where I have my Podcasts and my blog. I'm not blogging as much. I usually, I'm podcasting more nowadays. And you can catch up on all my podcast episodes. You can listen to the podcast episodes anywhere you listen to Chris's podcast, amazing podcast. And so that's, you know, iTunes, even on YouTube, Spotify, wherever. I'm also on social media as Journey to Launch. So if you want to connect with me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, I have a private Facebook community where I like to connect more with my journeyers. That's what I call people who want to follow me, join me, learn from me on this financial journey. And I'm also a money coach. So I do train and help people one-on-one or in group settings with their money, with their goals. And I just, I'm just, i just passionate about personal finance and finances and reaching financial freedom.
0: And I can definitely recommend everyone check out Journey Challenge podcast. I, I really enjoy it. I think I've learned so much more about financial independence and just thinking more about my money in a critical way from listening to your show. You've had some really great guests on there too. So I definitely recommend everyone go, go take a listen and subscribe and, and leave a review and do all that great stuff because uh, you're going to get a lot from it. Oh, thank you. So Jabila thank you so much. Appreciate you being here and yeah, definitely hope to connect again soon.
1: All right. Thanks, Chris.
0: Thanks again to Jamila for joining me on the podcast again and, you know, for sharing a little bit of her side hustle story and, you know, for being willing to talk about a side hustle that didn't really work out as planned. Uh, But I think one of the great points that she made was that, you know, even though didn't go how she thought it would. You know, she still learned from it. You can still grow and you can learn more about yourself and, you know, it'll just make you that much better the next time when you step out and try something new. So make sure you visit journeytolaunch.com launch.com and check out the Journey to Launch podcast, the same place you're listening to this podcast right here. And you know, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, Jamila was my very first guest. So you can always check out episode 4 to hear a really early episode not gonna sound that great Uh, but you know it was still a fun conversation that I had with Jamila and all of these details that I'm mentioning you can find in the show notes or by visiting popcornfinance.com slash side hustle and that's gonna be the home page for all the episodes that I'm doing in this side hustle series so everything from you know, someone who's doing a ton of side hustles on the side along with their day job to someone who's made their side hustle their main day job, their main thing that they do, and some tax tips for the side hustler. And you know, before I go, I have to give an update on my new side hustle, my new experiment that I'm giving a try. So I've been designing t-shirts and uploading them to Amazon's merch website or program, or whatever you want to call it. And it's a way to kind of, you know, create these t-shirts that you can sell, but without having to do any of the back-end work. So my first design was officially accepted and is up for sale on amazon.com. So it's really cool to see it up there. I have no sales, so I'm not gonna lie and say that, <laughs> that I've had this great progress, but it is up there. And so I'm already working on designs for shirt number two and number three. Uh, But now I'm going to give advertising a try, but I have to be careful. I want to make sure that I'm not paying more for advertising than I'm actually making. But I want to give that a try to see how that works, if that actually boosts sales. So if you want to follow along with my side hustle experiment here, you can just visit popcornfinance.com slash side hustle. Or you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search for popcorn finance, and I'll be posting updates there. And while you're there, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and leave a review if you haven't already done so. Really appreciate it. It definitely helps the show grow and get gain more exposure. So as always, I appreciate you joining me here for another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon.